If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 10th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One on a Witted Tuesday, Wednesday, Gary Witta. Hello, Gary. Hello, Greg. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm uh, glad to see your face and hear your voice. I was, I was thinking this morning, when I wake up on a Tuesday, I actually, I go, oh, yeah, it's Kind of Funny Tuesday. I actually... um. It puts me in a good mood because I do genuinely oh. enjoy doing this uh, every week. I love seeing you. It's Gary, a highlight so in my you... week. I don't get out oh, much. That's not true. Know? I don't know. It's true. I, I don't you have a beautiful you know. family. Listen, a we still have career in film we... and comics. Yeah, but I, don't, but I don't actually very get, soon. I don't actually get out and socialize very much. Well, that's overrated. So this yeah, is it. This is this is this is what what subs in for that. But yes, Batman Fortress. Two weeks from today, will be in a comic store if there is one uh, near you, or you can go get it on one of the comics apps is it really coming out on a tuesday or is it coming out on wednesday it's coming out on uh two weeks from today the 24th so i believe that's okay. a tuesday even okay. though today's technically a wednesday even comics industry is confused by where gary is gary if people don't know what's the elevator pitch for batman fortress uh alien invasion of earth batman uh, superman's missing uh batman has to um find a way to defeat the aliens without the help of any uh super heroic uh friends because all the justice league get wiped out as well oops spoiler uh but it's really um it's really fun and uh, we got a lot of dc um amazingly like i sent the thing saying look this is what i want to do and they're just like yeah i'd like feel free to say no because i know that's what you're going to say and they were like oh yeah jim lee just signed off on this i'm like what the fuck so they, they actually <laughs> let me do it um it's going to be it's a lot a lot a lot of I don't know if they'll ever let me do another Batman book, but so I kind of like threw the kitchen sink at this one. It's got all my oh, personal favorite. That's what you said favorite. when we did the Joker story too. Yeah, yeah. It's got all my personal favorite um, uh, uh, DC characters in it. Like ones you know, ones you've like hardly ever heard of, a few new ones we've created. Um, as you know, Greg, Superman's my favorite character. So even though they said we want to do a Batman book, you know, because Matt Reeves and everything, it's all about Batman this year. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to be very Batman-centric. I tried to find a way to frame it, even though it's a Batman story, it's still also kind of a Superman story because it's about like the absence of Superman. And it's essentially kind of an Ocean's Eleven. It's a little bit Raiders of Lost Ark, like going around the world trying to figure out like how to, how to do it, but then actually doing it with like a second string team of superheroes because they're like the best ones that, that Bruce Wayne can put yeah. together, um, trying to figure out a way how to break into the Fortress of Solitude because somewhere in there is the secret to defeating these aliens. Um, so yeah, it's cool. Um, well, Gary, two weeks from today, I can't wait. Comic shops everywhere, all the comic digital services you can imagine. But if you needed more Batman news, then let, guess what? We have you covered. Let's talk about Gotham Knights ditching last gen. Uh, you might be able to get a PS5 sooner than you think. And The Division 2 is getting content this week. New content this week. 
We'll talk about all that and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in and be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And you can watch us record shows like Yes, I love you, XOXO, uh, the X-Cast and the Games-Cast, all live a day before anybody else. However, if you have no bucks, toss our way on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunnyGames. It's no big deal. You can watch each and every episode of the show for free. YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, or podcast services around the globe if that wasn't good enough for you you can watch live as we record kind of funny games daily on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games over there of course we ask that maybe you think about subbing or using your amazon prime to give us your free sub that you get each and every 30 days <gasps> but more importantly and for free we ask you to keep us honest you can go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later and if you needed one more way you could use the creator code kind of funny on the epic game store uh you do that and then every purchase you make on the epic game store kicks us a few bucks it also works with fortnite it also works with rocket league it also works with anything else using the epic game store on any console of your choice so please use kind of funny speaking of kind of funny that's what you're watching that's what this is and housekeeping for you kind of funny wrestling is live right now that's right a brand new episode of midday mayhem is live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh jeff grubb goes way too far and hurts the one and only imran khan gary there's a lot of concern over there we had to fly rebecca valentine over to leeds england where the match was imran is in a bad bad way after what happened to him and Jeff Grubb in the ring. <laughs> so if you can check that out, youtube.com slash. I do appreciate you games. saying Leeds, England. Otherwise, I might struggle to know where Leeds is. Um, how am I doing in that, by the way? I see a lot of these promotional tweets. I don't see me featuring in a lot of them. Uh-huh. I'm like, what am I, like a fucking second string character here? Or uh, what's going on? Gary, do you think you'd ever be a second string character? Do you think that's I mean, I feel like one me? right now. You tell me. Gary, I'll let you know that I have quite the I have quite the thing in the future for you and the entire. Oh, you got big plans for me? Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know all how right. this is. Rome wasn't built in a day. I'm. I got all. I got all sorts of people out here feuding and doing stuff, but I got plans for you. Don't worry. All right. Okay. Gary well, Wood is always waiting. I look, I look forward to seeing them come to fruition. You'll get it. Don't worry. You'll get it. Don't worry about it. Uh, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Remember, this is one of the, I think, possibly, and Kevin, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's possibly the only YouTube exclusive thing. I guess the Twitch streams in general. But it's like our only exclusive YouTube show. So it would really mean a lot if you went to YouTube.com slash games and watched it and gave it a view and then said, hey, this is great, and shared it, as I saw Khalif Adams did today. And that meant a lot to me, even though Khalif is a terrible wrestler. And Wait, which show is this? I'll give you a like. Which one is it? KFW, uh, the wrestling oh, show. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, thank you to our up. Patreon producers. Well, I'll, I'll like it when when my storyline comes in. How about that? Because then I actually. I mean, you've already like been it. featured on it. You've already wrestled once. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, when, you're, when, you, when we get to your storyline, sure. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies and Credit Karma, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Ten items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Financial reports are coming out of everybody's woo-wahs. And let me tell you, we got lots to talk about, but we will start in a city called Gotham. Gotham Knights is dumping the PS4 and Xbox One versions of their game. This is Michael McWhorter over at Polygon. Kevin, I put a link in here, uh, like a 13-minute developer walkthrough of Gotham Knights dropped today featuring uh, Nightwing and uh, Red Hood gameplay. So, Gary, you watch a little bit about that. Listen, and then we can talk about it. Uh, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment's new Batman Arkham spinoff, Gotham Knights, is coming to PlayStation 5, Windows PC, and Xbox Series X this October, and only those platforms. 
Kevin, if you want to jump a little bit in here. The game is no longer slated for release on last-gen consoles, PS4, and Xbox One. Warner Brothers announced Tuesday. In a news release announcing a new gameplay trailer for Gotham Knights, WBIE said, quote, to provide players with the best possible gameplay experience, the game will release on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X slash S, and PC, and will not be available on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One consoles, end quote. When WBIE was uh, and developer WB Games Montreal announced Gotham Knights back in August 2020, it was a cross-generational game. But it appears uh, the ongoing delayed development of the cooperative action adventure uh, has shifted its current generation to pla- has shifted it to current platforms only. Gotham Knights is slated uh, for release on October 25th after being delayed out of 2021 last year. The open world action game is set in Gotham City, which no longer has its famous protector, Batman. In the game, Bruce Wayne has supposedly perished in a massive explosion, but in a message to his surviving comrades, uh, Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Batgirl, he tells them how to carry on in his absence. The game's antagonist will be the Court of Owls, a generations-long secret society made up of Gotham's wealthiest families. Now, Gary, where do you want to tackle? You could start with the no, there's no going to be, you know, no last gen versions, or you could commentate on what you're seeing right now and your interest level in Gotham Knights. The ball is in your court, much like you will be in the squared circle one day for KFW. So um, let's let's just tackle kind of the 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 bigger picture. You're right; there are multiple angles of uh, angles of attack here. There's a lot. To, there's a lot to, to discuss with a story like this, both in terms of this particular case and then you know what it means for the for the wider picture first of all yeah i I acknowledge my privilege here it's an easy thing for me to say because i have a playstation 5 i'm very lucky to to have one but i think this so i'm not affected by this news but i think it's a good move and it's the right move we're 18 months into the current generation now we are this isn't the first you know next gen exclusive game far from it we've seen many already uh but i think like 18 months in um it's not i don't think it's unreasonable to start seeing more and more games saying you know what we're just all in on this generation now and it's you know still i think an interesting financial or or an economic choice for a lot of developers to make right because there's still a lot a lot of playstation 4s out there right and xbox ones there's a lot of a lot of last gen consoles out there there's still money to be made on those consoles you know the fifas and the maddens of the world and the just dances of the world will be will continue to support those those last gen consoles for a, for a while longer but these new you know triple you know triple a cutting edge games where you know we're we're well into the next gen now and we're demanding you know next gen performance and we want we want to be blown away by this stuff we saw what happened with cyberpunk there was a big conversation about whether or not they should have just held it and gone all in on next gen technology rather than try to you know shoehorn that game into into old tech, which, you know, clearly, you know, wasn't good, right? The PlayStation 4 version was a disaster and was one of the big problems uh, that they had surrounding the narrative and the launch of that game. Now, can I pause you real quick? Yeah. Because you, uh, Grezik wrote in with a long rambling question, not rambling, but then it gets to, does this announcement make you more confident in the game's potential quality or more concerned? And what you just said, I was something interesting, right, of, by no means, and Kevin, I'm going to talk about these screens in a second if you want to pause or if you want to go somewhere, if you just want to remark it back here. By no means, this is the first next-gen only game. Obviously, we've had a bunch of those. But you said a second ago, when you're talking about a PlayStation 5 game, you're expecting the visual pop, the fidelity, everything else out of it, right? A true next-gen experience when it's mm-hmm. next-gen only. Mm-hmm. I watched the Arkham or Gotham Knights uh, trailer today, the walkthrough. I looked at this. I said, yeah, I'm going to play this. This looks enjoyable. You know, I'm a DC nut anyway, so I want to be a part of it. And, you know, I got to go support Batgirl. But just looking at this game, 
these screens in particular right here for how the UI looks, but then also of it in action, it doesn't scream next gen only to me. And so what I find interesting about them canceling these other versions, I don't think it is this thing of this could only be done on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. I think it's more that we could not make this run well on PlayStation 4. And PlayStation yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. And again, Cyberpunk's the example, right? The game didn't even function on PlayStation 4. It was a mistake to even try to shoehorn that in. To your point, again, it's an interesting wider point. I think a lot of these current gen gang, and we're 18 months into this new gen, right? Yeah. And we're expecting performance that's going to blow us away. But generally across, I mean, let me ask you, Greg, how many games, and, and, and we can talk about ones that are exclusive to this generation where there's no like, oh, well, we had to, you know, deal with the, the older version as well, have really, really blown you away. Because I can only think of a couple, and they're basically all from Insomniac. <laughs> Ratchet, and, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and Miles Morales are the only two games that I've seen of this current generation that are exclusive to this current generation. Actually, Miles Morales, even Miles Morales, Morales is on PlayStation 4 as well. Yeah. Uh, but Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is exclusive to PS5. That I've gone like, now this is pod racing, right? Sure. This, this, is, this is the next gen. I'm seeing it here. And then they enter the Matrix, uh, sorry, not enter the Matrix, whatever it was called, the Matrix demo that they put out, the Unreal uh, Engine 5 demo that they put out, I thought was, was staggering as well. And I think as we get... Here's the thing. I think generally, if you go back and look at any generation and look at the games that came out the first year of that generation, look at the games that came out the last year of the generation, they're night and day different because it takes years for developers to really learn how to squeeze everything possible out of the potential oh, for sure. for of sure. that hardware. Like The Last of Us Part II could, would not, could not have come out in the first year of the PlayStation 4. It took them years to get to the point where they, where they knew how to squeeze every last piece of performance and they could do a game that that performed at that level and my as i told you before my playstation 4 sounded like a goddamn leaf blower sure. when it was playing that game the fans were blowing so hard so it may not it may, it may be that at the end we when you know five six years from now when we're coming to the end of this current generation are we seeing games that are truly blowing us away so it's, it's going to take a while i, do I think, think it's going to be interesting is i think i my crystal ball look into the eight ball shake it all up and think about it is i think what this game will get when it comes out is going to get like Oh, it's next gen. And this is mainly from critics. I don't think, you know, gamers will get it and play it and either like it or hate it for a million reasons. But I think you'll, you'll see a lot of things like, oh, it's next gen only, but it doesn't feel like it's pushing that. It doesn't look like it's pushing that. Like, as I looked through the gameplay, I think it looks fun. I think it's interesting how they've come up with all these different, like, you, as you, I urge you to go watch the developer walkthrough. You know, it's this open world run around and fight things. So they're like traversals. They've come up with a bunch of interesting ways of like uh, Dick has a, a, a glider that looks ripped right out of Fortnite that he can use to get around uh, for Red Hood. They're talking about when he was brought back to life. Now he's got this thing where he uses his own soul to make these like platforms he can run around the sky and get to and stuff. There's a bunch of interesting fixes in there to then get into, you know, you getting in there, clobbering guys, getting XP and then going in and leveling up. It's, 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 it's just an interesting picture overall. I think developers right now, I'm still thinking about the the about the, the the broader perspective here. That developers, it's a really tricky time for developers, right? Where they they want from a creative and from a technical standpoint, they would love to be to be free to go all in on the on the current gen technology and not have to worry about shoehorning the game into legacy hardware and potentially taking resources away from the current gen version or having to make compromises that would allow both versions, you know, to function. Um, but at the same time, there's, like I said, there's still a lot of PlayStation 4s out there, yep. right? A lot. Um, and there's a lot of money to be made, you know, selling games on that platform. But we're right at that tipping point now where they're like, do we, do we jump? Do we just say goodbye to the old hardware? And you're, 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 you're going to see, see more and more, more, more of that. The additional problem, of course, this cycle is it's not just about, well, who can afford, not everyone can afford to upgrade to a PlayStation 5. 
Even if you've got the money, you can't get a PlayStation 5. Well, right. hold that thought because number two in the room. I know right. that's coming up as well. Yeah. So, right. I mean, it's going to be a while before he has a PlayStation 5. He's CEO Jr. He's the boss baby. He's the Batman expert. Barrett Courtney, the Dark Knight, has come to save us. Hello, Barrett. Hello. Uh, yeah. Just kind of bouncing off the, the question of um, the viewer question of does this, you know, uh, them abandoning last gen like concern you? Does it make you more hopeful? Yeah. It, uh, like, I don't think this announcement like moves my hype or, you know, a uh, fear of this game in any sort of way. I think uh, more so that was moved by like more of the, the gameplay stuff and the systems that they showed in this uh, walkthrough. Right. Um, you know, seeing just like random things kind of pop out of enemies uh, as you beat them up to, you know, collect uh, material for whatever there, there was like little Sounds icons a of like, like avengers barrett <sighs> yeah and that concerns me a little bit uh there's like a, a logo that looks like um like a bunch of little uh like investigation like uh, kind of like uh eyeglass kind of things that you're picking up it's like are those gonna be points to make you a better like investigator in crime scenes like that doesn't that concerns me a little bit um the moment-to-moment gameplay like they showed off a lot of combat uh with nightwing and and red hood because obviously when they first showed off gameplay uh i think a couple years ago at this point they showed off um batgirl and uh, robin Robin specifically so it was smart for them to actually show the other two characters that you're going to play as um with that though i can understand why they showed off batgirl and robin first um nightwing uh, looks a little closer uh, to them but a little slower um red hood i'm kind of scratching my head at with you know the obviously him being gun focused right like how are they really going to pull off like the kind of third person brawler action gameplay that we've known and that they're still kind of doing in this game but with guns um i'm not not lethal rounds they made a point to call out i was like all right yeah you know it's like the the bat tank in um in arkham knight where they're like oh it's not lethal when you shoot at people but it is lethal when you shoot at just the unmanned uh tanks or whatever um his gameplay looked a little concerning to me i don't know like how good that's gonna feel it reminds me a lot of guardians of the galaxy playing as um star lord uh, yeah star lord always felt a little slow and weird to me um and so like granted that that'll probably be like you know they they talked about like you can play through as any of the characters and stuff like that so um i i I wonder if i can stick with uh like batgirl the entire time because they even said in that presentation a couple years ago of like hey if you've played some other batman games like she's gonna be the most familiar you know so yeah yeah um yeah maybe i can just avoid red hood altogether but i wonder for people who've been wanting to play as red hood like we've been hearing like even andy and and some others who aren't as into like batman kind of see red hood and they're like oh like that'd be cool to play as them for sure i wonder if they're gonna stick with it if his gameplay kind of feel actually feels as stiff as it looks um the other yeah i talked about uh materials and stuff like that like it getting really into the rpg side of things uh being a little concerned about that um the customization itself looks cool i i like that they're playing with different costume styles and and stuff like that but then you know my uh eyes started to glaze over when uh uh i believe his is his name jeff eleanor greg you can correct me i think so yeah from the Um, guy who's talking yeah and 
you know, he talked about like, oh, uh, you know, uh, having like mods for each like armor set. Like my eyes started to glaze over a little bit, you know, Greg. Like it, it, it does very, it reeks of Avengers a little bit. It reeks of uh, even a little bit of like modern Assassin's Creed stuff, uh, where you have armor sets and you're like adding mods to them to improve them like little, little bit by little bit. And that's just uh, very antithetical to like what uh, classic Batman games that we we've known for the last. Decade. I thought the suit, the different suits they showed looked good, but they did have yeah. their uses. But it struck me so much like assassin's creed or avengers where there's all yeah, these stats exactly. and it's like that will matter if we want to go whatever their end game is if there's some you know never-ending raid room kind of thing mm-hmm. when we're out there just playing it'll be like it'll help you fight you know mr freeze gang or whatever the hell it is yeah um yeah i i'm interested to see what this game ends up being in uh in october if they actually hit that date the, the last thing i'll say y'all were talking about you know like it, it was probably tough for them to uh, make the game run on last gen which is probably a, a big reason why they abandoned it i also wonder if like they were also thinking about how like how many resources were going into that or well, maybe also struggling to have this game work on current gen. And I wonder yeah. if like these you last get your team focused, right? Try yeah. to make one or one version, one skew of the game work. Incredibly yeah, exactly. Well. These last five months, I, I wonder if they just need the, the entire team, especially just working on kinks and performance issues and all that stuff. So either way, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be their first game in nine years, Greg. So I'm I'm interested to see how they uh, follow up and hopefully get under the out from under the shadow of Rocksteady. Have you given any more thought to playing with me, or are you still going to try not to? We'll see. It's you know me, Greg. Batman games are very like they're very special to me, and that's like a very like that's a solo experience to me. But remember, you've given me this excuse before, and then you've said on other shows that you play with other people. So it really feels like that's the excuse you give me not to play with Greg, me, but then like Greg, Greg, Andy Greg. even fucking acts a little bit interested. You're like, oh, well, we could play together. Hey, Kevin, you you, you trying to play this oh, game? Kevin, cut his microphone. I, Number two on Greg. the rope for report. Man. Sony expects to ship 56% more PlayStation 5s this year and claims, quote, demand is higher than that. We go to VGC where Jordan Midler writes. Sony has said it expects to sell 56% more PS5s during its current... Fi- financial year compared to the previous period and claim that that even this won't satisfy consumer demand the company announced on tuesday it had shipped 11.5 million ps5 consoles during the fiscal year 21 uh financial year that ended march 2022 missing out on the initial target of 14.8 million consoles by over 3 million units which it said was due to past parts shortages however the company said it expects to sell significantly more playstation 5 consoles during its current fiscal year ending march 2023 at around 18 million units and that it felt quote very comfortable it could achieve the target commenting uh, further during uh, sony's financial webcast on tuesday the cfo suggested that the company was being conservative with its projected hardware sales numbers because this is what it felt it could safely produce within current conditions quote 18 million units is what we feel very comfortable we can get the parts and components for during fy 22 the cfo said during the webcast transcribed by vgc uh, Matt Piscatella, executive director and video game industry advisor over at the NPD group, uh, group quote tweeted this uh, article and said, would obviously be a significant help to the U.S. games market, which was down in calendar Q1. Associated impact to content and accessory sales would also be a huge benefit. Been rough sledding lately, so fingers crossed. Gary, it's almost over. You're going to be able to walk into any Walmart and get a PS5 within days is what this means, right? 
No, because scalpers are going to buy them all. Damn it! I thought we were there, Gary. I thought this was the moment. Listen, so for, first of all, we saw this coming, right? I think I told you on, on uh, Games Daily a while ago that um, Sony would not be able to... Like, you're not going to get to... So, Sony were basically... I've been I've known this for a while. that then You're not going to get to a point where you can just walk into a Walmart or a Target or a Best Buy or whatever and just grab a PlayStation 5 off a big pile of them and, and, and go check out. That's 2023, at least, right? And that's optimistic. Um, and as long as there's any kind of shortage, as long as you're continuing to walk into those retail stores or going onto Amazon or whatever retailer you, you know, is your preference and, and finding that they're not available and you're going on a wait list, um, scalpers are going to continue to to capitalize um, on that. And you know my feeling about scalpers. I mean, they're, they're making you the like situation them. worse, right? They're making it worse for everyone. This is how low some people are. I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here. Did you know that there's a, short, did you know that there's a shortage of baby formula? I did know this because okay. uh, we we use a subscription thing and they hit us up to be like, hey, this is happening. We are canceling. We're not allowing new customers in. We will continue to support you guys and don't worry about it. But at that so, point, we were still waiting. So I had to drive. I had to drive like across the city yeah. to go get a can of formula. There's, to make there's, sure there's, we were ne okay. ne next time, next time, you're, yeah, for anyone who's listening, next time you're in a in a store, go go look at like the baby formula section, and you'll probably see like empty shelves and the sign saying, "Sorry, you know, there's a shortage." Um, and I think we I think we can mostly agree. I'm sure most of us would agree that baby formula, the thing that keeps babies alive, uh, in many cases, is a more important commodity than, than the PlayStation Five, right? Which is a which is a toy, which is a leisure uh, item. It's a luxury item. I see Greg. Going, eh, I thought about know, it for a second, but no, you're right. You're right. Both sides. There's good people on both sides of that <laughs> argument. Um, there are. Do you know there are baby formula scalpers? There are people that buy, so you can buy baby formula in bulk, right? You can buy like a big, massive box of it that you're not that you're not supposed to like break up and sell individually. Most people can't afford, like especially poor people, right? They can't afford to buy it in bulk. But some scalpers will buy these big packages of baby formula in bulk, break them out into the individual like retail boxes, and they're don't forget they're already getting a deal, right? Because when you buy in bulk like that, you're paying less than the individual unit price because they'll give you a discount for for a bulk purchase. And then they sell that on at like double the markup for people that are desperate to feed their babies. This is how fucking low some people are. If they'll, if they'll, if they'll, if they'll hold you over a barrel to feed your baby, yeah, they'll hold you over a barrel to get a PlayStation Five. I, I, I don't know what the solution is. It's and 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 and, and let, short of finding some way to just issue some kind of like species-wide firmware update for the for the human soul, right? To stop people being fucking shitty all the time. It's going to continue to be a problem. Um, and the, and the, again, the only way that Sony is going to get past the scalper problem is will be get to a point where there's where there are so many legitimate units in the channel that you don't need scalpers anymore, right? Scalpers thrive on scarcity until the scarcity goes away, which won't be until next next year at least. Um, this is going to scalpers are going to continue to make everything worse. It's it's a sad story, Greg. I know. I hear you. I hear you. It sucks. PlayStation fives might be a bit more important than formula. I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. I can't, pro I, you know, I'm back and forth on it, but you know, would I rather Ben be versed in trophies or be able to eat every day? He can cut back. You've seen those cheeks. He's huge. Number three. Yeah, I mean, a, ba a baby could probably live off its own fat for like several weeks, right? I mean, I'm, yeah, well, I'm just saying I cut it down. He is, I, this kid, the bot, Kevin, every three hours with the bottles. You know what I mean? Like, you fucking, I, I could eat all these jelly beans right now, but instead I will slow play them. That's what I'll do. And he could learn a thing or two about that, is all I'm saying. Babies are the babies are the worst. And again, and, and, really and, then, and then what do you do after they've What do they do after they've had too much to eat, Greg? Take a lot of it up. They fucking throw up on you. Outrageous. 
Speaking of outrage, number three on the Roper Report, EA and FIFA have officially split up. This is Joe Screbbles over mm. at IGN. EA has announced that the FIFA series will officially change its name to EA Sports FC after this year's FIFA 23, ending what will be an almost three-decade partnership with football's governing body. Typo there. It should be soccer's governing body. Uh, announced in a blog post, EA Sports said the name change would take place after the next FIFA game, uh, with more information coming about the first EA Sports FC in July. July 2023. Quote, this new independent platform will bring fresh opportunity to innovate, create, and evolve, reads a message from Group GM of EA, EA Sports, Cam Weber. Uh, Weber made clear that despite dropping the name license, EA Sports FC uh, will keep FIFA's leagues, clubs, and player licenses, including, quote, 19,000 plus players, 700 plus teams, 100 plus stadiums, and 30 leagues. EA included a number of messages of support for the move from the English Premier League, uh, La Linga, uh, Bundesliga, uh, European Football Organization, UEFA, and more. Uh, FIFA has not released a statement at time of writing. Weber also promised to, quote, expand to new authentic experiences that bring joy, inclusivity, and immersion to a global community of fans. More details will be announced on that in the coming months, end quote. Uh, the next and final FIFA will include, quote, more features, game modes, World Cup content, clubs, leagues, competitions, and players than any FIFA title before, said Weber uh, about the EA. Oh, and then Weber says EA Sports FC will receive more information in July 2023. EA had previously said it was exploring the idea of renaming the series and went on to trademark the EA Sports FC name. But this is the first time it's officially been confirmed. Previous reports have suggested that FIFA wants to charge EA $1 billion every four years for use of the name. EA CEO Andrew Wilson has reportedly said the only value the FIFA name offers EA outside of a World Cup year is the, quote, four letters on the front of the box. He apparently added, I would argue, and this may be a little biased, that the FIFA brand has, has more meaning as a video game than it does as a governing body, body of soccer, end quote. FIFA is the international governing body for association football, uh, but has been mirrored in controversy for many years, including major corruption scandals. It's not clear whether FIFA will grant the license to other companies following the move. The FIFA series is one of the most successful gaming franchises on earth, both in terms of sales and after sale revenue. It will be fascinating to see if a change in brand affects the future. Gary, I know you enjoy the football and the FC and the footy. Would you agree with Andrew Wilson? that the FIFA brand has more meaning as a video game than it does as a governing body. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that the EA Sports Association with it has probably made FIFA more well-known, you know, than, than it ever would have been without that. So the same could probably be said for John Madden. How many people do you think would have heard of John Madden these days sure. if it weren't for the games? I, 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 and I would, I would postulate, Greg, that most people um, these days that play uh, Madden football could not tell you who the fuck John Madden is or what he did or who he coached or what um you know honors he won or whatever they don't remember the turkey with like the six turkey legs <laughs> do you remember when they did a thanksgiving um special they did a thanksgiving uh game with john madden he started telestrating the turkey oh yeah to illustrate to, to kind of demonstrate how he was first i'm going to eat the, the the i'm going to eat the, the drumstick over here and then i'm going gonna, gonna to get into the breast meat and he was like telestrating his whole approach to like uh attacking a thanksgiving john madden turkey. was the man which I thought was fantastic. So yeah, um, no, he never I, flew. Drove in that bus everywhere. I know he didn't like to fly, did he? That's why yeah. he had that mega Madden bus. Yeah. Um, legend, obviously a, a, a sports and broadcasting legend, R.I.P. John Went Madden. To my high school. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you ever oh, see him out there? Were you guys like, were you a freshman? And he was a senior. Uh, we had Madden lights, which are the huge, huge lights that were like for the football. Oh thing, okay. But 
Our team uh, was was terrible. Sure, cry a sense. lot. So I actually, I actually learned of, we knew it was coming right, but I actually learned of this news through the social feed this morning of my own uh, club, uh, my, the uh, the mighty Tottenham Hotspur, Pride of London, uh, put out a tweet this morning saying we are officially part of EA Sports FC, and more will you know, and, and more will be revealed in 2023. I imagine a lot of clubs probably made their own announcements today it makes me wonder if if now like oh, oh ea i think probably will be saving a lot of money by not having to deal with fifa which by the way sure. greg if you're not aware is a deeply corrupt practically criminal organization fifa is one of the most corrupt embezzly criminal just bad fucking organizations on earth they are holding the world cup this year in one of the hottest countries on earth in the middle of christmas because it's the only place the only way you can even do it in a country that hot only because all kinds of dodgy money um, was handed around under the table, and it's all and it's all happening in broad daylight, and it's deeply, deeply corrupt. And FIFA is awful, and I'm actually kind of glad to see this particular revenue stream cut off from them, and 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 FIFA not being, to Andrew Wilson's point, quite so in the public um, conversation because you know, oh, new FIFA's coming. When you say the word FIFA, when most people say the word FIFA, they're probably talking about the game as opposed to the organization. So I'm glad that there'll be that, that FIFA will be denied a little bit of the, the money and the publicity that came from um, EA's license. I do wonder if from a like it's the big question, oh but are you still gonna have all the clubs, right? You're still gonna have all the teams and the and the and the uh, the, well, the question there, will, will they still have like Champions League, World Cup, like all the big you know tournaments actually are still owned and run by those by those um federations but yeah you've got to have the real clubs you've got to like no that's what always put me off like pro evo soccer nobody wants to play as like blindel messi or fucking bristiano ronaldo or larry kane you want to play as the real characters manchester football team or whatever bullshit they come up with because they don't have the real licenses you want to have the real names the real players all the real stuff and i'm very glad that ea will continue to have that i, I just wonder if it's like more of a nightmare behind the scenes now because i think the beauty of the fifa license was it, it covered like you get the fifa license and it covers everything that comes under it right every player yeah. every club and now, now they now it may be more of a complicated procedure for them to go out and like what if barcelona or real madrid decides they don't want to make a deal with ea well we're going to do our own game or we're going to license our players they'll to try another, they'll learn another how hard that shit here. is and then it won't work out well it's, I, I, th I think it makes sense for everyone to, to get on side and it looks like that that isn't going to happen it's, it's a bit more of a uh, a risk when you don't have because these clubs are greedy greg oh my god you have no idea the greed um that it could end up being a pro I, in a couple of years from now you could see like a breakaway not unlike what we saw a year or two ago with this with this so-called super league where like some of the big bigger clubs will say well we're just going to license you know the barcelona real madrid Bayern Munich, uh, you know, Manchester City will say, we're going to go over here and license and do our own game. Like that is perhaps more of a risk now that they don't have this FIFA blanket license covering everything. But for the most part, I think it's good. The, the FIFA brand needed a refresh. There's really nothing to be gained by being associated with FIFA. FIFA does not have a positive brand identity. Everyone knows it's, it's, it's run by fucking crooks. And so to get away from that, uh, with this new branding, I think probably, it, it, certainly for EA, is, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, this will really turn around EA's image. You know what could really turn around our image? Your support on patreon.com slash games. If you went there, you could write in to be part of the show. You could get the show with the exclusive post show. You could watch us record all the other games podcasts live as we make them. Get them way early before anybody else. But most importantly for right now, you could get the show ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not watching on patreon.com slash games. So here's a word from our sponsor. 
Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever been rejected for a credit card? It happens way too often. That's why Credit Karma created Karma Confidence Technology, helping members apply with more confidence. Are you earning credit card rewards? Credit Karma can help you compare your rewards options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle, helping you earn miles or cash back for spending money that you're going to spend anyways. Of course, I'm a huge fan of that. I love Credit Karma. One of my favorite features is how Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, which helps you apply with more confidence, and then it doesn't affect your credit score. Credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Uh, they also partner with a wide range of card issuers, so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. I love Credit Karma. It's so easy to use. Fantastic stuff. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarma.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card for you that's creditkarma.com shout out to MeUndies for sponsoring this episode you know those days when your coffee shop is out of cold brew and your air conditioner breaks and you try to go to the beach but there's zero parking spots yeah life can be hard good thing MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer of course I don't need to tell you I got the MeUndies shirt I got the MeUndies lounge pants I'm wearing the MeUndies undies the socks even my face mask is MeUndies I absolutely love MeUndies and their soft micro modal fabric and you're gonna love it too I absolutely absolutely guarantee it with me undies light and breathable micromodal fabric you can stay comfy and cool all summer long they have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl me undies has a great offer for all of you any first time purchasers you can get 15 off if you sign up for the free to join membership you can apply that 15 off to their already discounted membership prices uh, to get 15 off your first order and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kinda funny. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash kinda funny. Let's get in to the meat of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I have financial nugget after financial nugget from PlayStation and Nintendo all for you. We will start in Sony's camp, which of course is where this PS5 thing came from earlier. We're talking about acting. These are shorter. Number four, PlayStation is putting 300 million more dollars into first party games and aiming for multiple platforms. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Don't get excited about the multiple platforms thing, probably. Sony is investing a further 300 million into its first party PlayStation studios as a two-pronged strategy strategy to grow its gaming business alongside releasing games on quote-unquote multiple platforms revealed in its latest earnings call sony made clear this investment is for developing software at existing studios such as god of wars sony santa monica uh, or horizon forbidden west's guerrilla games and is separate to its acquisition plans Quote, we plan to increase software development expenses aimed at strengthening first-party software at our existing studios by approximately $308 million, Sony said. Going forward, we aim to grow the game business by strengthening our first-party software and developing that software on multiple platforms, end quote. Back to Ryan at IGN, Sony didn't go into what plat- what platforms it means, but it likely refers to the joint PlayStation 4 and 5 release of games such as Spider-Man Miles Morales and the incoming God of War Ragnarok, in addition to its recent recent venture into releasing PlayStation console exclusives on PC. I think it's more PC than PlayStation 4, personally, Gary. Especially as we in, in this episode, we're talking about Gotham Knights dropping last gen. It's the same thing. There's a lot of games that, or there's a lot of PlayStation 4s out there. You do want to make games for them. I think PlayStation will continue to invest in games that 
can scale and can be on both. But I would think PC is really the future, as we've seen them talk about uh, with job listings, right? Of like, hey, we're trying to build a PC team and have a strategy for that. I was just going to say, it seems like, again, looking at this in, in terms of the broader picture, that just the games industry just seems like it's in a very healthy place right now, right? Like oh, yeah. All- there's like again, like I said jo- everyone's recruiting, everyone's hiring. Jo- you know, developers like they they, they 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 can't fill all these jobs. There's just so many things that they want to do. Everyone's growing. All three of the major console companies, Sony, uh, Microsoft, and Nintendo, are all doing great. Right, they've all got tremendously successful uh, boxes out there right now. They're doing very very well. So you've got Microsoft out there. Everyone's buying up big. You know, there's a lot of consolidation as well, but it's all part of this growth gobbling up other companies embracers just be, you know buying more and more stuff so much investment going on to this point sony just investing more in, it, in its existing um studios uh pc gaming of course again continues to be good valve and epic you know have more money than god you've got you're looking at things like the steam i know you're not looking at a steam deck greg but but trust me it really really oh, is a, an amazing uh, piece of uh, hardware and when you do uh, eventually you get, reminding get your hands on one email. i think you'll, I think you'll love it for my email about this of course no <laughs> fucking email i then i like and i'm like maybe it got rerouted maybe it's not in my primary box i put oh my play date in. shipped as well so i'll have one of those uh, later this week as I well i already have one over there here so don't worry okay, about so that you have you a know play know? date that's that's really more for my kid she's very excited about that about that but uh, oh my kid loves the steam deck as well she plays four guys on it she can't get enough of it um yeah just i mean it just it, it, in terms of like financial economic just like the health of the business of the gaming industry right now it just seems like it's it's very much a bull market there's a lot every everyone's growing everyone's investing um you know the supply chain issues are obviously the only thing um that are holding this back just think just think if if there were no supply chain problems right now we, and we, sony we, and microsoft could put all of those consoles into the channel and, and actually sell a box to everyone who wants one think about how much better they'd be doing right now right now the business it's, is kind of artificially artificially kind of suppressed and it's still doing great it's interesting too because you talk about the supply chain and like you know how we're coming out how the pandemic actually helped games it's it, it's one of those i do wonder where we would be without it like obviously you know if we had it but if we hadn't been locked down like would animal crossing have been such a runaway success if people could focus on other things you know would there be such a fever for games and game machines right now if we weren't all have be, i mean being locked I, up, still locked up not locked i've up, heard i've heard yeah i mean so yeah any basically any business that involved you not leaving the house right whether it be getting groceries delivered or netflix Peloton. or video yeah. online video games we, we saw things like webcams and microphones you couldn't get a webcam for a while because you know bakery product everyone was baking at home you know all these different things they saw some kind of like bounce out of the pandemic but i think the animal crossing example was i saw another podcast discussing this recently would animal crossing have sold as many copies if it had were it not for the pandemic maybe not but even if you shaved like 10 20 percent off it would still be it'd still be one of the most successful games nintendo's ever had i think it inflated it a little bit but it's not like without the pandemic animal crossing wouldn't have been a mega hit of course of course of course i'm so, i know it would have been big. Like 36 I'm not million say, units or something it's i'm ridiculous. not trying to say that i was just wondering but speaking of this is number five in the Roper report another uh, playstation nugget for you sony isn't concerned about a recent playstation plus subscriber dip uh this is andy robinson over at vgc Sony has said it's not concerned about a recent dip in PlayStation Plus subscribers and claimed it has, quote, great expectations for its upcoming revamp plan for the summer. In the company's fiscal year 2021 financial results published on Tuesday, Sony reported total PlayStation Plus subscribers of 47.4 million during March 2022, which is down 0.6 million uh, from the previous quarter and, and by 0.2 million year on year. 
this appears to represent only the second time in eight years that PlayStation Plus subscriber numbers have dipped between quarters, with the first dip also having been recorded during the company's 2021 fiscal year in Q1. Uh, Sony also, uh, also recorded a slight decline in monthly active users in March 2022 at 106 million, which is down 5 million from the previous quarter and 3 million year on year. And again, I cut out, you know, Andy's got a whole article on VGC about it. I cut around to get you that stuff, but there's t- comments about obviously the pandemic and the fact that, well, clearly, yeah, there's going to be increases while people are at home. And that's, I think, again, you're seeing, but they're talking about monthly active users being down right in March 2022 compared to March 2021. You can point to that as well. And then they go on to talk about, yeah, the upcoming PlayStation Plus revamp, probably bring people in. Speaking of that revamp, I don't know if you and I have really spoken about this, but I'm curious to hear what you think. The, the, the whole the whole revamp, right? The new reinvention, the new tiers, all the new things that they're adding. Yeah. Do you think it's good? Do you like it? Do you think it'll be successful? I mean, yes, I think it's good. Yes, I think it'll be successful. I do not think it's going to be game changer. I don't think that's coming out here June 13th, and that's all anyone's going to talk about, and it's going to be these record numbers, and yada, yada. I think it's going to be... If you're already subscribed to PlayStation Plus, you're going to continue subscribing to it. I think there's some people who who go up in tiers because, oh man, I want to see what those classic games are. What PSP games do they have? I think there's interest there, but even in there's incentive, but it's not like a a super compelling incentive. I'll be very interested once once it's actually out and people, you know, we'll we'll see the YouTube videos, we'll see the articles. People are like, we dived into every tier and here's what you get. And like, let's actually see what's really there. What, What tier will you personally be going in at? I'll be at the top. I mean, like, I'll say it essential. Yeah, yeah. Or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Premium. Ultimate? Essential? Premium? No, premium, premium, premium. Premium ultimate? Platinum premium. ultimate premium? It goes, hold on. Essential? Premium? No, I missed one. Oh, you can tell how extra premium is on this. Essential extra premium. I don't have to know till this shit's out. No, seriously, let's get this right. Essential is the bottom rung, right? Yeah. What's the next one? What's the middle extra. one? Extra? A little bit extra. It's yeah. not good extra, really, is it? Yeah, PlayStation Plus extra. And then what's the last one? Zero sugar? Premium. That's the premium. That's the... Nah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> Extra. It's whatever. Is that what they call it? Yeah. So it's essential. Which makes sense. Essentially, you have to premium. have. Extra is a little bit more. Premium is the specialized product. Okay. All right. Gluten-free. Cool. I'm sure it'll bring... I, I, yeah, it'll, it'll bring people in to try it. I, I, it'll be interesting to see how long they stay. But again... They're playing the usual upgrade thing, right? We, we, and we have talked about this because I remember you and me talking about prices, right? Of like it's either uh, 60 bucks annually, 100 bucks annually, or 120 annually. And if you're going to put down the 100 for uh, premium or extra, I think you're then going to I go personally think it's one premium. tier too many. I think people are going to be confused. I think they should have done a regular one and a, and, a, and, a, and a plused up one. Like they have Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. Sure. I don't sure. think they needed to, to have that middle tier. Well, the middle tier, though, is that just to give you that illusion of choice again, like I'm talking about. I, forget I know, what but it's called. already starting to remind me. Like, you know What's these ridiculous grids they have to put out now thing? when they release a game? Here's what you get with the special edition and the digital deluxe and the ultimate edition and this edition and the DLC. You know, if you pre-order it, you get this. And you're looking at a fucking Excel spreadsheet trying to figure out what you get when you buy a game. Oh my god, gaming! When did gaming become so complicated and annoying? When we let you PC. I was trying. I was trying to play a game with my kid the other day. I had to update my fucking controllers. Then I had to update the game, that and the system annoying. needed an update. I don't want to sound like you know old man yells at cloud. I'm sure I'm going to that, but I remember when you could just take a cartridge, fucking slap it in the console, and you were playing it. You didn't and the game was broken. The game was broken. It was broken. That was it. Firmware that was conflicts. It. They were not like, oh, let me just check with the service to make sure you haven't stolen this game. Fuck you. Number six. Let's pivot to Nintendo Nuggets. We have some Pokemon sales updates from uh, Wesley 
LeBlanc over at Game Informer. Nintendo has released its fiscal year 2021-2022 financial results, and these include updated numbers for its long-running Pokemon series. Uh, then he gets into this minutiae about them calling it a first-party franchise, even though Game Freak makes it, but blah, 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 blah. Uh, more specifically, the recent Generation 4 Sinnoh remakes, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl, Pearl have already sold 14.65 million units despite just releasing last November. These remakes weren't the only new Pokemon games released during the 2021-2022 fiscal year, though. Pokemon's Pokemon Legends Arceus hit the Switch in January and it sold uh, 12.64 million units. Even Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, which began Generation 8 on the Switch back in 2019, have had a great year, selling 3.18 million copies. In Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon, uh, I'm sorry, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee sold a respectable 1.25 million units as well. Is your, I forget, where's your daughter with Pokemon? Is she into that? She doesn't talk about it or she hasn't expressed as much interest. Like this new game, she wasn't interested. I think, I think she might have not, I don't know about aged out. But she's moved on to other things. She's into. She's really into Roblox now. She, there are other games that she's still like interested in. Like she's still. We were doing like a, a trivia thing the other day, and a Pokemon question came up, and she knew immediately who the po- what the Pokemon was. She's still got the knowledge. She's not as engaged with it as she used to be. Um, but you know, I don't think she's necessarily typical. I was just thinking as you were talking about that that Pokemon is probably going to, con- I mean, like, there's no end in sight, right? Like when, no. you, like in our lifetime, we'll never see like, oh yeah, remember when Pokemon was a thing? Like what happened to that? Like, no, it's always going to be huge. It's just a perennial thing. It's going to live forever. You are correct, Gary Wooda. Uh, next I have from Nintendo Financials, Darren at GameSpot reporting on Advance Wars and Bayonetta. Uh, we'll start with Advance Wars here. Uh, in its annual report for the financial year that ended March 31st, Nintendo confirmed that while a number of games are still on track for a 2022 release, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp isn't on the list at this point. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember, Advance Wars was supposed to be out by now, but of course, uh, Russia decided to invade the Ukraine. Uh, Nintendo was like, you know what, we'll pump the brakes on this game about invading people, and then that is just left to it's just out nobody knows when it's coming out now and so you have to keep waiting similar not similarly but in terms of release dates darren's talking about bayonetta as part of its financial report published this week nintendo has confirmed that bayonetta is still scheduled for a launch in 2022 development on the third game in the series was originally announced at the game awards 2017 but it's been several years before a hint of gameplay was shown off so keep looking for that Number eight on the Roper Report, Switch sales are incredible, and they could pass the PS2. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. Nintendo has now sold more than 107 million Switch consoles, and one analyst believes the hybrid system could surpass the PlayStation 2 to become the best-selling home console in history. As part of Nintendo's latest earnings briefings, the company announced that Switch sales have now reached 107.65 million units as of March 31st. Uh, Meanwhile, game sales have climbed to 822.18 million units. Uh, Piers Harding Rolls of Ampere Analysts says there is a chance that the Switch could surpass the PS2 to become the highest selling home console in history. The PS2 is estimated to have sold 100 and 58 million units or about 51 million units behind gary do you think switch has the juice yeah i think i i I think it will i i think the switch will become the best-selling console of all time and why not it's fantastic and what and what a story right man like what was what was the console before this one the nintendo had wii u they're probably the biggest flop they've ever had and they turned it around and then they came out of the gate i remember when 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 they announced oh the next one's going to be like kind of an extension of the Wii U philosophy. Like you can, it's like a handheld, but you can also play on the TV. But like, why would you go more down that road? You just 
you just had a big flop with the Wii U. And they're like, ah, oh, no, but like, this is actually what the Wii U should have been to begin with. And they got it right. And, you know, they came up with something totally innovative and it's a brilliant, brilliant machine. Um, it's just, it's just amazing. I, I would go as far to say that it's, I, I, I think the prediction that it's going to go on to become the best selling console of all time. I think that is, is going to happen. I also just on a personal level would say, I think I, I would now say as someone who's played and owned all of the systems over the years that the switch is now, I think you could say the best console that Nintendo's ever made in its history. Prior, prior to this, I would have said the super Nintendo. I think for me personally, I know it's a matter of taste. The Switch sure. passes it. Best console Nintendo's ever made. Great. Agree or disagree? Dude, that's a can of worms that I hadn't even thought about. You're putting <laughs> me on the spot. But like, I know I'm a Sega kid, so it's not like I have, you know, warm memories for Nintendo in general. It's definitely the... Sick, mm, I was going to say it's definitely the Nintendo console I've enjoyed the most. And it is. I, behind that, I would put the N64. I'm not talking about the best. I'm talking about, like, you know, warm memories and nostalgia for yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, I love the N64 because of the wrestling games and Smash Brothers and Zelda and everything that happened to it. But, yeah, I mean, the Switch is an incredible machine that I, I And adore. there's so many people. Oh, where, where, where's, where's, the, where's the next one, Nintendo? The hardware's getting I had this, got into this big thing with Tim Geddes when he hosted a few weeks ago. I'm why, sorry where's the Switch Pro? We need the next generation. Nintendo's about to go, like, why would we fucking well, do that when we can't sell the ones that we have quickly enough? Like, we're selling, we're making so much money. To, why would we change anything? To take the points and intertwine them, right? I think the Switch Pro or whatever the next Switch you want to call it is will be the reason that the Switch will pr- surpass the PS2. Because remember, the PS2 numbers include every redesign of the PS2, of which there were many, right? Oh, yeah. And so when you talk about Switch, now you have the uh, the OLED Switch, right? But eventually you're going to have a Switch Pro, a Switch Mini, a Switch, Switch whatever. Lights, and Switch, they'll, they'll, Switch Lite's already there. Exa- exactly. And they're going to keep doing that because that's what Nintendo does and that's what the market demands. And those will keep getting racked up here. And you'll see, you know, all these... Mike Drucker types, they'll buy them. They'll just buy them left and right. They don't care. You know what I mean? They're Listen, always have, looking for some reason to give 4K Nintendo Switch, Switch Pro, whatever you want to call it. Yes, we will eventually see one, right? Because having to update, you know, hardware every several years, it's a, it's inevitable as the tides. The Switch can't be Nintendo's only machine for like the next 20 years, right? I bet sooner or later it will be hopelessly, hopelessly out of date. So, of course, yes, there will be another model coming but i just i just don't think nintendo's in in a in a hurry to make oh, one no, because no, they're no, doing no. just fine the way they are i concur gary two more upper reports before we get you out of here on your tuesday uh mm. number nine the division two season nine hidden alliance is coming this week after a lengthy hiatus this is richard walker over playstation trophies ubisoft has revealed that the division two will be receiving a new season this week after a lengthy delay that has seen the gap filled by reruns of previous year two seasons season nine hidden alliance launches on thursday with a new enemy faction new co-op mode and more Hidden Alliance will revolve around new bad guy Captain Lewis, the leader of a faction compromising, I'm sorry, comprising four mini bosses known collectively as his true sons. Uh, the season roadmap lists Lewis as a new target to take down, while eight player co op mo- mode Countdown is also in the offering. Countdown will have two fire teams working together at different points on the map as a 15 minute timer ticks down towards your objective your goal is to stabilize a power plant before it permanently shuts down a season nine pass with 100 tiers of rewards two apparel vents and a new expertise feature and more are also on the way fuck yeah gary yeah you know i was i i was really really um encouraged to see this news because i i thought that the the division was basically done right like i don't think we will see a division three and i think that's that's sad 
But well, yeah, what about that, Heartland? You'll see Heartland at some point. Well, but the, I mean, the fact that they are that they are saying, listen, this is there, there is like significantly more coming for Division Two players is great, and it actually makes me, you know, when when the Division One I loved, Division Two I I played that to hell as well, and at some point I just kind of dropped off. But since I got, I have, I have the PlayStation, I got the PlayStation Five update for it. I, I kind of want to get back into it because I really, really enjoyed that game. And now that I know there's going to be the thing that's kind of stopped me from getting back and was thinking, well, I'll burn through this content and then like I'll hit a brick wall and I'll be sad. There's no more division. But if they really are going to, you know, continue to support it, maybe I will get back in. Well, well, I mean, though, uh, the division IP I think still has legs. Whether that Heartland thing is well, they've got. Seen. I mean, they've got the big feature film, uh, you know, of in, uh, in development. That's but coming I think out. It's- it's important to call out because, you know, Richard from PlayStation Trophies talks about after a lengthy hiatus, lengthy delay that's seen the gap refilled. OMGLX in the chat's like, the Division 2 is on life support. And some people are going, BPB. Remember, the Division 2 was done. Their last season, they put it out and they were like, hey, this is, they had been building up to it. This would be the end of it. Then that season was so popular and so many people came back to play it. Yeah. Better numbers than they did for anything before. They're like, oh shit, fuck, sorry, we'll make more. We'll make another thing. So like, this is them, you know, being like, "Hey, you guys were good by us. We'll be good by you, and give something out." So, I but don't honestly, worth- Ubisoft fucks up a lot these days, right? They have, they they put out a lot of stuff that that doesn't really um, resonate, and we don't talk enough about the division as, as something that Ubisoft. It's actually one of the better games that Ubisoft's made in the last ten years. Dude, division's yeah. fucking good, and it's popular, and people like it. I don't know why we don't talk about it more, but I'm very, very glad to see that they have the the. That it's remained popular enough that the Ubisoft, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't just like. This is the weird one. Remember where it's like last with the uh, stuff that had dropped and the way they were doing seasons and the run up to take down the woman whose name escaping me, who is the super bad. uh, Remember, it was last year when they gave out PlayStation numbers for at the end of the year, and I ran my numbers, and Division was like my number two most played game, and I was like, really? And I had to be like, all right, that all came out, and I was re obsessed with it. I was playing with all sorts of people, so like, I'm gonna definitely get jump in and check this out. I don't know if I'll do Thursday. Well, I guess maybe I'll do Thursday. Because I'm out of town next week, so I don't want, and I'm not bringing my PS w- with me, so I don't want to worry about it. But maybe we should. Maybe we should. So, you know, we never did really jump in. Like I, I missed the boat on the first, uh, the first time around because I was on Xbox, you were on PlayStation. Yeah. They still won't crossplay it for some reason. But I do when that next gen, when they did the next gen patch for patch it. Thing, yeah. Um, I I went in on the PlayStation Five side so that we could play, but we never did. Maybe we should do I'm it. Down. Let's roll Thursday roll. together. I'll play with or you. whenever if you want to get in there early and start leveling up. I can do that with you too. Well, I might just I might just do on that new patch that had the gang was isn't what what was it called Warlords in New York? Yeah. Um, you can just oh right, they kick you, they boost. You. I I, yeah, I don't yeah. have a character I can bring over anyway because it's on the Xbox side. You it'll just it'll just max level you. So yeah, good call into the end game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tenth and finally. Nintendo has an Indie World tomorrow. Tune in May 11th at 7 a.m. Pacific for a new Indie World showcase featuring roughly 20 minutes of information on upcoming indie games headed to the Nintendo Switch. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Kind of Funny Games will be reacting to it live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you don't want to join us at 7 a.m. Pacific, you'll probably be able to catch it when you wake up. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But Gary, 20 minutes of upcoming indie games tomorrow on Nintendo Switch. You stoked? Yeah, I, you know, I know it's people go, oh, it's not like a real direct and, you know, people want news on the big, you know, first party Nintendo titles. But again, another thing easily forgotten about the Switch is it has a really, really thriving indie scene now. There's a ton of really great indie games oh, on yeah. the Switch. And in fact, because the Switch is so super successful, most game devs, this is why um, Hades came out on the Switch before it came out on, on other platforms, is that most developers will tell you now, if you've got an indie game oh, yeah. and you want to re- and you want to have success with it, put it on this fucking Switch because that's where the, where the audience is. So I'm that's kind of like- become like a self-fulfilling 
success story. It's not like the Wii U where it was all like, you know, Guy Fieri's fucking donkey sauce cooking challenge or whatever and shit that you would see in the 99 cent bin at the, you know, at the supermarket checkout on your way out uh, or the shovelware that, um, that, that, that never sold. There's a ton of like AAA quality, really like they're all the best indies. Like name, name like a really good indie game that's out there right now. It has been in the last several years. I guarantee you it's on the Switch. So it's a very, very viable indie system. And oh, people, yeah. again, going back to the previous comments, and people complaining about, oh, well, Switch games, uh, you know, Switch isn't super, isn't super powerful or whatever. doesn't matter for indie games because indie games tend to be less you know, taxing on the hardware um, anyway. So Switch super viable for indies. And for that reason, I always do keep an eye on these indie directs that they do because there's a, a bunch of, you'll probably see like some good you know, indie, my, here's my prediction for tomorrow. You'll see at least one, perhaps two, really cool new indie titles from like indie developers that you know and love um being announced as like you know debuting on the switch coming up that's my guess well one of my favorite thing about it is and of course you know you open pandora's box of naming a great indie is probably on the switch people shouting out stuff that is not on switch yet but tomorrow could be the day could tomorrow be the day that tuna gets announced for switch could tomorrow be the day that rogue legacy 2 gets announced for switch we'll have to wait and see we'll find out 7 a.m twitch.tv slash kind of funny games was i saying twitch switch you know what i meant twitch.tv slash kind of funny games for now though what i'd like to find out is when new games are coming to the mom and grop shop gary but if i wanted to know that where would i go the official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday yeah out today dang and rompa two goodbye despair anniversary edition is out on xbox one and windows 10 it's also on game pass and game pass pc songs of conquest is out on pc early access salt and sacrifice is on playstation 5 and pc unpacking is on playstation 5 and ps4 wolf stride is on switch we were here forever yeah, is on PC. Pretty presents NIS Classics Volume Two uh, is on PC and Switch. This War of Mine Final Cut Cut. <laughs> oh. This War of Mine Final <laughs> Cut is on PS5, Xbox Series X. That's awesome. I'm not in England, but you know, if I was, I could just say whatever I wanted. That was the most freeing thing about being in England, Gary. You must miss it more than me, right? It was is a that- real. Cult- it was a real culture shock because because uh, when I lived in England, that word is it's still considered a very rude word. You can't just like say it on television or whatever. Really? But oh, it gets, so you it, it gets thrown around in England. It gets thrown around in England quite a lot, and it doesn't have the misogynistic connotation that does here. Like it's not it's not directed towards women in the UK the way it is in the US. And so when I first moved out here back in 1996. I would bandy that word around like it wasn't a big deal. And I, I literally, my boss at the time had to take me into his office and say, you may not be aware, but that word like has it's very, very different here. It has a different potency, different connotation. You might want to, you know, use that word less. And obviously since then, I've, you know, I learned that, that lesson very quickly. Yeah. I wish we could say it. I love saying it in England. It was great. Uh, and Chronicle Rising is on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC uh, via Steam, Epic, and GOG. CD Projekt Red today announced that both the first and second season of the Journey Progression Mode have returned to Gwent, the Witcher card game, featuring brand new rewards on a permanent basis. This reintroduction can coincides uh, with patch 10.5, also now available. And then new dates for you. Uh, WWE 2K19 and WWE 2K20 servers are going to shut down at the end of June. And then Microsoft tweeted, attention flight simmers. This is your captain speaking. The Top Gun Maverick experience is taking off May 25th in Microsoft Flight Simulator. I'm excited about that. I heard the movie's good too. I'll tell you what, I don't have any affinity for Top Gun. That's not like, I've I've seen it. It's fine. Like I enjoy the movie or whatever, but I'm not one of the kids like obsessed with it. Like that trailer looks great for the new one. 
See, Hideo Kojima was raving about it today. If, if Kojima loves it, you know it's going to be good. Uh, Gary, we asked people watching live to write into twitch.tv slash games and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Today, Witta is wrong, writes in and says, Gary Witta said that the Tottenham Hotspur were the pride of London. This is, in fact, false. Tottenham Hotspur are shit, complete shit. Interesting uh, perspective. <laughs> and, and, to, and to think, I always say we should retire this segment because I never get anything wrong. And here was it, the rare one. The rare one. Mm. You know, mm. you hate to see it. You hate to I see Gary Fall. Perfect record over. <laughs> uh, we'll see tomorrow how Blessing and Janet fare on Wednesday's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Thursday, it'll be me and Tim. And then Friday, it is Tam and Tim. Tim, Tam Friday as they hang out to close out your week. For now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, you should hang out. Uh, Snowbike Mike and blessing at a yo jr are going to do dark souls they're doing a dark souls playthrough uh here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games that you can get later youtube.com slash kind of funny plays of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday we run you through the nerdy video game news you know about if you like that be part of the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go to get me and gary's post show that we're about to do do i have a question from lee rowan for gary i do is it a question i feel like he's answered a lot before i it, it is but we're gonna ask it all the same and then we can get on to whatever else we want to get on to that, how's that sound, Gary? Did somebody actually create an account called Witter is Wrong? Oh, you're wrong. It's just a Google Doc. You can put whatever you want in the name. Oh, okay. All right. So, you know, too, too cowardly to put his fucking name on it, I suppose. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's I ashamed of whatever he does. I like. love that you're hunting him. We'll find you, kid. Eh, it's not worth it. It's not worth my time. Never mind, kid. You're, Scott, you're, you're off Scott Free. No punishment for you, kid. Ladies and, and gentlemen, we got a post show to do. Until next time, it has been our pleasure to serve you.